0: What do you say going on, Bobo? Welcome to the second episode of Passion, Purpose, and Culture. Hashtag, it's the culture for me. This podcast was created to highlight and promote everything that is 345 or Caymanian artistic work. Listeners, Thank you for tuning into the second episode of Passion, Purpose, and Culture. I am your host, LeBron McLean, and this week I am esteemed to have with me no one other than myself, LeBron McLean, on a personal episode entitled, Q&A, Get to Know Me. Good afternoon or good whatever time it is, wherever you are in the world, my listeners. I decided to interview myself today for my international listeners who are craving to know a bit more about me and my experience in dance. Let's get right into it. So the first question is, why do you dance? And what led you to dance? Fortunately for me, I grew up in a family where dance was ingrained into our practices and into our commemorations as a family. I grew up with a grandmother who played the radio 24-7 and who always called me and screamed at me when her song came on and said, Bobo, come dance. And I think it was then that I realized the joy that comes from dance and the power that dance has in uniting people and alleviating pain. As a person who is also an internalizer and doesn't like to speak about their emotions, I realized at a young age that dance was a language. It's an effective way to communicate. It's an effective way to express. And in that way, it's healing. And it's a place of refuge that one can always rely on when all else fails and it feels like there's nowhere else to turn. You always know that you can dance. You always know that you can move to get rid of that pain. What led me to dance? So my primary school music teacher is actually the person who first recognized my talent for dance. And it was in her music classes when she would play music that I would just get up and I would just move authentically. And she encouraged my mother after seeing me do this consecutively in a few of her classes to enter me into Cayman's Got Talent, which is a local competition where I ended up being a finalist competing against teenagers and adults at the age of six. I then entered a spin-off competition created by the producers of Cayman's Got Talent named Young Talented Stars, which I won. I would say that my career definitely took off from there, allowing me to perform at large-scale events in Cayman, such as Miss Teen, and commercials such as the Saxon MG commercial, music videos, and even... I have the opportunity to represent the island regionally and internationally at festivals such as Cara Festa, as well as Jamaica Dance Umbrella. Question number two. What styles are you trained in? Fun fact, I actually began dancing in hip-hop originally. This was inspired heavily by my parents who influenced my taste of music by their interest in artists such as Missy Elliott, Jay-Z. And I also grew up watching movies like Stomp the Yard. So I was very much inspired by crumping and hip-hop. I always like to say, when it comes on to my training in dance, that I've been performing for about 12 years and dancing for two I would say that my formal training began in 2019 when I started taking classes with Dr. Monica Lawrence, who is the artistic director of Salomar's Dance Ensemble in Jamaica, as well as with the Cayman Islands National Dance Company under the artistic direction of Ms. Lorna Reed, as well as training with Ms. Jackie's School of Ballet. When I started training with these companies and teachers, I was exposed to modern and ballet, and this was also the first time that I began training on a consistent basis as well. Since coming to Jamaica and attending the Edna College, as well as being a member of LACADCO, a United Caribbean dance force, I've received training in modern techniques such as Graham and Horton, Tech, which is the brainchild of Dr. Lantuanette Steins, the artistic director of LACADCO. I've been trained in ballet as well as Caribbean folk. Question number three, what led you to teaching and what led you to pursue dance? I actually never dreamed of being a dance teacher. That was never my vision. My goal was always to be a performer, to be on Broadway and to travel the world and represent my country and my culture and to be the first dancer who ever made it on such a large scale. But it was in 2016, I was 14 at the time, and I was asked to be an assistant dance teacher for a summer intensive that was conducted by the Cayman Islands National Cultural Foundation. I didn't anticipate going into the intensive, that it would, I didn't think that it would have been such a monumental experience, but... It was through this intensive that I realized how much I loved kids. And as much as I love the stage, I also realized that the classroom is where the largest impact is made, and it is where the largest amount of knowledge is also transferred as well. My passion for teaching, I definitely would say that it grew after that. I continued to teach at local dance companies, and I began to choreograph in 2019 on the UCCI dance group, where I was able to create my first work that was performed on a regional stage at Jamaica Dance Umbrella in 2020. Furthermore, I've known that, I, that I've wanted to pursue dance from the time I stepped on that stage at the age of six in Humans Got Talent. The feelings that I got when I stepped on that stage, the feelings that I got when I heard the applause was something that felt so innate to me, something that felt so natural. And uh, I don't think that I felt that passion anywhere else in my life. I also I also I also was trained in theater and I was trained in singing as well, and as good as I was at those forms, I was the passion wasn't there. As much as it was in dance and that was also a contributing factor to what led me to dance as well also I grew up in an academic system that I felt pushed me further and further away from my dream being academically inclined and came on kind of forced me it pushed me into a box where I had to where I was pushed to do like accelerated learning in high school, I was pushed to do take my CXC's early. I was pushed to take a lot of sciences, a lot of uh, philosophical courses and theoretical courses, and I'm extremely grateful to have received this experience because I would definitely say that it contributed to the vast knowledge that I have now as an individual. However. It was then that I realized that dance was my dream, especially in A-levels, where I was getting to a point where after A-levels, I would be going into a career, and in A-levels, I was studying business studies, I was studying economics, I was studying drama, and I felt that none of those courses gave me the fulfillment that dance gave me. I was dancing about five days a week during A-levels just to compensate for the fact that I was missing dance. And I tried to dance as much as I could because I didn't want that passion to fade. And I think it was then that I realized that, wow, this is something that is a part of me. I can't, I can't let this go. I can't. Question number four. As a choreographer of a new era, how are you changing the face of Kimanyan dance? There are a lot of goals, I would say, that I have for Caymanian dance. I, um, I, I, am an, I am definitely an ambitious individual. And it is one of my goals to develop a language as well as a folk technique for the Cayman Islands. I feel that one of the issues that has arise from being a place where we've experienced such Architectural and techno- te- technological development is that we lack cultural awareness. And I believe that the arts are pivotal in society and they can also be used as a device to foster and develop this cultural awareness as well. It is also my goal to develop an industry within the Cayman Islands, an industry around, an industry for the arts, not dance alone. I want to partnership with agencies who will scout talented youth in the Cayman Islands because there are so much talented individuals in the Cayman Islands who do not get the recognition that they deserve or who lack the opportunities to take their craft on the level that it can go to. It is also my goal to develop the technical standards of Caymanian dancers and to educate them on proper and to develop dancers with strong technique in the Cayman Islands, essentially, and I want that. I ask myself this question all the time: Why is it that when? Why is it that when the Lion King is auditioning dancers, they come to Jamaica, they come to places like Trinidad, and they go to the States and they go to the UK? Why is it that they don't come to the Cayman Islands? And that is because we have not put ourselves out there. We have not shown what we can do as individuals and we need to develop our standards so that we can be recognized not only for our tourism, not only for our not only for being a tax haven, but being recognized as a Caribbean place that is known for its arts just as a lot of other Caribbean nations are. And I also want to develop a national dance troupe. And I want to one of the things I want to work on in the Cayman Islands is the unity within the dance community. Although we are a small community, I feel that there's a lot of division between us because dance can be extremely competitive. However, I feel that we can collaborate more and that we can work together because it is only through a collective effort that we can truly develop the dance industry in the Cayman Islands to contribute to a better future where dancers will have more opportunities, where dancers will be able to pursue careers as Caymanians, and they will know that it's a viable career because they've seen examples of Caymanians who have done it and who have been there and who are teaching them. I also want to educate the Cayman Islands on all that dance encompasses. I feel that we have such a limited perspective, not only in Cayman, but in the Caribbean, on what dance is. And we think that it's something that is only done at a party. Or if it's seen on stage, it's something where we just put on pretty costumes and we just go onto a stage and perform to look pretty and to look nice. But there is so much more behind dance. Dance is a science. Dance is therapy. Dance dance is theory. Dance is education. Dance involves so much that I myself as a dance student have yet to uncover. And that's that's why I want to invest so much into my education so that I can go home and I can Put all of this knowledge into the community and I can put all of this knowledge into my dancers so that they can contribute to a better future as well and create the change that is necessary within the Caymanian dance industry and artistic industry. Last question. If you could change one thing about the Caymanian dance industry, what would it be? If I could change one thing as I stated previously, I would like to change the division between the companies in the Cayman Islands. I think that unity, it's an important factor, especially when you come from such a small place, and I find it, I find it, I find it difficult to understand why we can't collaborate, because this is this division, it affects our ability to collaborate and represent our island as one. And what I would really like to see in the Cayman Islands is that collaboration, that working together towards developing a, a dance industry, that working towards a better future collectively. Because as I said, it's only through collective efforts that that change can be made. One person can contribute to that change, but it takes, it takes a community. And that's my point. That's what I want within our community. I want for our community to understand that it takes a community and that we, we are the only ones that can make the change. We have to be the change, and that's the only way that we can see it. Thank you for tuning in to Passion, Purpose, and Culture, where we promote everything that is 345 or Caymanian artistic work. See you on next week's episode.